catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. This is Tony's Tech Side. We're in the midst of a plastic crisis. Its vast population, Lagos State generates about 148,000 metric tons of plastic waste annually, the highest in the country, and its harmful effects are telling on the environment. Less than 10% of all plastic produced globally has ever been recycled. Several intervention strategies raised so far have focused more on reducing the amount of plastic waste and disposing them. Despite the recent cleanup efforts by government and non-governmental bodies and an emerging recycling sector, Lagos has no definitive waste sorting system and the lack of public awareness about pollution and climate change presents a huge environmental challenge. Have you been in Lagos when it rains? Most drainages are blocked with polythene bags and plastics, while some of the beaches are littered with the same. The Lagos State Government has introduced several initiatives to solve the different levels of plastic pollution from sorting, disposal, recycling, and sensitization. To discuss the issues of the plastic pollution in Lagos and the place of recycling in solving this challenge is a social impact technology provider and the founder and CEO of X Rubicon Solutions Limited, Adeleye Odebumi. Welcome, sir, to the discussion. Good morning. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, Mr. Adileo Debumi? I'm great. It's a pleasure being around you. Yes, sure. Can we ever get consumers to use alternatives to plastics? How do we address this excessive love for anything in plastic? You will agree with me that the plastic wasn't the way it was while we were growing up. We grew up with bottles and later of the nylon bags. But in the course of trying also to create an efficient system that work, I think the producers have been able to also create more challenge. And of course, not to their making, but that's the way we found it. And we see the effects that plastic does have in our environment and also to climate change. So for individual, for household, for livelihood, I think these are new reality, not certain if there's any way that an alternative can be created. Because, you know, we've also seen of lately that people have tried to research into best alternative to plastics. And honestly, they've also come with the result that the alternative may even be as hazardous. The alternative will also be more expensive. So how can you also get your consumables to the users and spending less is also very critical. So I think the issue with plastic for now, I don't think we will be able to get viable alternative as such today, but I think we can manage the current challenges that we have and try to reduce the impact. And let's go by even some of the alternatives that are available. We have maybe stainless steel, we have glass that used to be used before. And what it takes to also recycle these glasses are not, they're not small. And you have silicon and fiber also. And wood, like we saw in the Congo recently, where the recycler was using plantain or leaf or uh, branches or stems, yeah, to make bags and all that. Yes, these are good, but can this be used in such a way that the entire population will have access to it? No at all, because how many plantain stems will you use to create bags and all that? So, but this is also good because what we're also doing now is, uh, what they are doing is to engage in secular economy to also reduce the impact of these environmental challenges that we have. But alternative for now, 
I don't say that. Okay, one major issue in Lagos, Nigeria, and most developing countries is the low sensitization about waste separation and proper waste disposal before even we get to recycling. To most people, all wastes not just wastes, rubbish and dirty not dirty. How best do we get people to start at least by separating their waste and then before we get to properly disposing them? Okay, you will agree that in the proper waste management hierarchy, what top that is prevention of waste, minimization of waste, reuse of waste before you even get to recycling, then energy renewal, then the last version of it is disposal. However, one thing is very paramount in this entire ecosystem and is sorting. Now, the challenge we're having is sorting can be traced to poor awareness. And um, outside of poor awareness, we also have decadence, years of decadence in environmental management, waste management. Then lack of clear government policy on waste are part of the challenge. But anyhow it is, the effect is all glaring to us. The effect is all there that if we are not careful, this plastic will consume every one of us on earth. It will reduce our lifespans. It will create food crisis because, of course, when this plastic also goes into the soil, it's a pollutant. When it pollutes the soil, soil cannot feed grasses. Animal cannot eat. Go around now, you even see goats eating plastics. So the ripple effect is, is a vicious cycle. So honestly, the only way out of this quagmire right now is for individuals, government, stakeholders to go into proper awareness. Awareness on how people can sort their waste. Awareness about the benefit of people sorting their waste. Awareness about people not so dumping their waste in the drainages and what have you. But like I also said, policy, government policy has a huge role to play in ensuring that, yes, we have change in mindset and participation. So aside the challenge and the challenges posed by people, you made mention of the government policy, which is paramount in solving the sensitization problem. The lack of effective yep. government policy frameworks is a major challenge in managing a plastic waste crisis. And until this gap is filled, the damages caused by plastic pollution currently experienced in our communities will most likely continue. But at this point where we are at now, how do you advise we start because it seems like everything is just turning on its own. And what long-term plans will help save our communities from further plastic pollution? Okay, so let me first say this. Like I used to say, and I'll continue to say here, how many can we reuse? How many plastic can you reuse? How many plastic can I reuse? So definitely, we just have to also recycle. Because we're also a consuming nation. So... All this will also come to us. Because we are consuming nation, we cannot also minimize this volume of plastic we are exposed to. You need to understand how many metric tons that the beverages company turn out every year, every month. They are in business. They want to also make business. But in the hallmark of it is still the fact that we need to recycle. And for us to recycle, we're not saying that recycling needs to be incentivized in such a way that if what you generate are just basically recyclables, it should no longer be that the waste management will come and collect your waste and you will still pay for it. Now, if what you generate is recyclables, the waste company will come to collect your waste 
and still pay you for it. So that is the only way you can get citizens involved. That is the only way you can make them feel sense of belonging. That you know what this is. This is this is a collective responsibility, and not just collective responsibility. Some people will make livelihood from it. Some people will have to go house to house to tell you know what, madam, let me help you sort your ways. Let me remove your plastic. Let me remove your plastic bag. Let me remove this. Knowing fully that he or she can call the waste company to come and pick it and get paid for it. So I think for now, that is the only viable solution to get people participating in it. While on the other hand, government and its environmental agencies and stakeholders in the environmental sectors are also now propagating this feat or discussing it, creating awareness about it. And it's very key. And I think with that, we will see a lot of people coming on board and participating in the environment and ensuring that, yes, we keep the, our environment rid of plastics and lilo. Then on the issue of government policy, you see, there was a time I walked into a mall in the UK. I was expecting like the same scenario we had in ShopRite that you buy and they give you lilo. So all what you buy, you can even go home with 20 plastic bags and what have you. And what I was expecting them to put my stuff in the bag and they told me, no, you have to pay for it. I was like, no, why should I pay for bag? Like, you have to pay for it. I ended up paying for bag. So I went back home and I was thinking, why should I pay for bag? And I understand that it was a government policy to help reduce the use of plastic bag. So if you are buying plastic bag, you know that definitely you will keep it and reuse it and reuse it and reuse it and you reuse it till the lifespan of that bag is gone. So that is also part of policy that can also help in terms of reusing and reducing these materials that causes maintenance in the environment. Okay, I would like to stay a little bit on the issue of recycling because some climate ambassadors whom I've spoken to have said that we cannot recycle our way out of the plastic crisis. They say this because aside the widespread misconception that as long as we separate our waste into different types, we do not have to change our consumption patterns and a large proportion of plastic waste is still not being recycled. Much of this is either burned or it just ends up in the environment somewhere in the drainage or you know at the beach or somewhere. So if we actually increase our recycling rates in Lagos, in Nigeria, in Africa, can we recycle our way out of the current plastic pollution crisis? I don't believe that conception that we can recycle our ways out of it. If you look at what is happening in the industry now, it's actually growing. Yes, it's growing, but uh, it's not yet. We've not even gotten close to 10% of it. But the fact that on a daily basis, I also wake up and I see new people coming on board to invest in this uh, ecosystem is a thing to applaud. But however, part of the challenge I've also seen is that some of the stakeholders in the industry, what they do is to get this plastic and process it, then export it. So we are not actually recycling in the sense that we can then create a seat back to reuse in the system for what we have recycled. But like I said so far, we still have little people that are doing that. Our fiber pillows now are, are recycled from plastics and whatsoever. But the major concentration now is how do we get this plastic out of the environment? That should be our concern now. And there's no how you will get this plastic out of the environment that you will not engage in one of the process. So the process could be you could process it, you could shred it, and you could export it, you could clamp it, you could export it, anyhow it is. But the value there is that get it out of the environment. So collection of this plastic is extremely important. So one of those strategies, like I said, is 
let's sort and clamp that to ensure that yes waste and all these plastics don't go into the normal waste that the PSP comes to carry and goes to the landfill now when we're able to block that then we will now focus on those ones that are now in the drainages where people can now also go into drainages pack out and still call the waste companies to come and pick up and they can also do anything they want with it so the major challenge is get this plastic out first then you cannot talk about capacity to recycle capacity to export more capacity to do whatever you want to do but the major challenge is getting it out and i think we're having players now but also in the industry what we have also find out is that there are two categories of players you have the recyclers that are not known you have the collectors that are not known that are also doing the work you also have those ones that are also in the social media that you see everywhere shouting or whatever they are not really doing it because they are not dealing with the volumes of plastics collection. They are just creating that awareness on social media and all that. But those people that are really doing the volume, nobody knows them. They don't make noise. They can't even read and write. But they are really the heroes of solving this plastic pollution. But on that subject matter, I think the focus should be collecting this plastic away from the environment. When you collect it, when it gets to their hub, let them do anything they want to do it with. Let them export it if they want to. Let them recycle it if they want to. But getting it out is extremely important. Now, let's move our attention to chemical firms and plastic producers and their responsibility in the area of a continuous growth in the volume of plastics being made and produced. What amount of responsibility of the pollution burden should plastic producers carry? Okay. You know, I've had this question several times and I also try to put myself in that position of somebody who is coming to create jobs, who is coming to create products to better life of people. Of course, what they are producing is not, well, we, we, we are all enjoying it, even though we also have ripple effect that this also affects our environment. However, that was not the reason why they did it. Let me put this, the makers of guns also made guns so that nation states could defend each other. But we're also seeing the ripple effect of guns, that robbers are using guns, people are using guns to kill themselves, and they are looking at, wow, this is not the reason why we created this. But however, the extended producer responsibility and uh, the producers of these plastic bottles, they're also part of the socioeconomic development. So we also need to see them as humans. Now, is it their fault that they need to produce beverage in plastic for us to consume? No, it's not their fault. Can they do something? Can they contribute to the awareness to ensure that people should be responsible to taking care of the environment. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And that is also part of where government policy comes. I've not seen where in a bottle, in a pet bottle, where I've seen that they have created a kind of buyback. You know, so that's part of what I expect from the producers, part of their responsibility. They should be able to buy back this plastic. And the way they can be able to buy back this plastic is that for every plastic that they produce, they can tell you that, you know, when you recycle this plastic, this plastic should go for this certain amount of money. So one bottle can say 10 naira, 5 naira, 6 naira, 7 naira, 8 naira, whatever any amount. So if I drink a pet bottle of a beverage, then I'll ask myself, should I throw away this value? Not the KG now. Should I throw away this value or should I keep it and add it more and add it more and add it more and sell it? So that is part of their responsibility that I think they should look into. And I also feel that they should also create more awareness by, you know, encouraging startups to also go into recycling and support them. And I think one of the major players are doing great in that ecosystem. And I feel some others are also coming together as a body to also have, but we've not seen the effect thus far. 
But I think the major issue here should be the fact that they should be able to buy back these materials, these particles, these plastics in the environment. Yes, so someone on WhatsApp is asking if Lagos is ready to save itself from the current plastic pollution crisis. And I think this speaks to how Lagosians treat the idea of waste. As we celebrate World Earth Day, what's your take to Lagosians in general about waste, how they treat it, how they handle it? You know, Rome was not built in a day. But one thing I'm also very certain of is the father. No human being wants a dirtier environment. No sane human being wants to be in an environment that is not healthy. Even the low, low income area. We all want clean environment. We will hardly not be able to separate the entire waste management from even plastic recycling, pollution collections and water view. Now, the truth is this. There are many, many, many gaps that are already evident in the waste management ecosystem, not just in Lagos, but the entirety of Nigeria. Look around you. You'll see dumping grounds everywhere and there. Now, when people also sort their waste, and these wastes are not collected real time, they'll be tired because it's also taking space. So what would they do is to create other means. And those other means is, let me dump it by the side here. Let me dump it on this landfill that nobody's attending to. Let me drop it in this drainage. And whatsoever, when rain comes, it takes it away and takes it to the front and blocks. So we must be able to have an holistic waste management solution that is able to tackle the normal degradable waste, ensuring that waste are collected real time, and also ensuring that recyclable are also collected real time. Because why would you separate your waste and you still have to keep it? So we still have a long way to go. Government has a long way to go. Government needs to open up and allow stakeholders to contribute to solving this issue. They should not feel that, oh, we are government, we know it. No, nobody knows it all. And anybody can also be government, anybody can be in government. But one thing that is very particular in Germany is, can we create a blueprint, workable blueprint, that can help solve these challenges? So for me, as I will say, we will continue to recycle. We should encourage recycling. We should encourage waste sorting. But however, we should also be able to hold agencies Governments, stakeholders responsible to ensuring that these waste are collected real time. Yeah, so talking about a holistic solution, I know of a we talked about having a conversation, another chat on the solution that you developed. But in just about a minute, give us an idea of how the solution that you've developed to help solve the current pollution crisis that we are witnessing. Okay, so what we've developed is called PACAM and is the first unified waste and environmental management software in Africa. What this does is to connect waste from waste generators real-time to the waste managers and also create an interface with government agencies and the environment operators at large. And um, it comes in various features. So we have a feature that says, if what you generate is just recyclable waste, why should you pay for that waste to be picked up? So the partners, the stakeholders who recycle this waste, who will reprocess this waste, who will export this waste, or who will use this waste for whatever enemies, they can link onto your real time, come to your uh, location, collect this waste, and still pay you. So when you know there is a system that pays you, and everything is not cash to hand, everything works within the technology architecture, 
So you have your wallet on the technology. They have their backend. They are seeing all the transactions. And when it's happening and you want to redeem your money, it comes back to you. Real time, into your account straight. So that is what we've been able to create. And with that, we feel that individuals, household, companies, who basically find themselves generating recyclable ways, using more plastic, can feel as part of the solution, encouraging them, saying that, you know what, your waste becomes wealth to you. So we call it hang as you waste. So how do you see that? If people now know that, okay, you know what, I can hang because I'm even wasting. Not pay as you waste now. Hang because I'm wasting. I think people will key into it. We've done our research. We've spoken to a lot of individuals, even in the low, low play, and they are amazed that, wow. So we can have situations that whereby our waste become work to us, and that is great. Then for the other aspect, which is the waste management, there are different characteristics of waste, and you also need to understand that. So the system that we've been using doesn't work. It doesn't work, and we cannot be doing the same thing and be expecting different results. We've been speaking about the issues of the plastic pollution in Lagos and the place of recycling in solving this challenge. Thank you very much for your insight and for the time, Mr. Adeleye Odebumi. You're most welcome, sir. Yeah. My pleasure. Mr. Odebumi is a social impact technology provider and the founder and CEO of X Rubicon Solutions Limited. Let's remember to protect our environment because our environment and our earth protects and help us live. This is Tony's Tech Side. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.